Prepare to broadcast worldwide. You've discovered TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. Let's get back to Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com. So, Elliot, what did you think about the interview so far? So far, so good. I'm ready for some Playboy golf. How about you? I am, too. I wanted this warm weather so you go out there and golf and hit the links and see some of the girls out there. I'll, I'll caddy for you. Until, unless we're doing miniature golf, forget it. That, I don't know how people can golf. It, it's just too aggravating. I want to get into something. I heard Hub Harkish on the score talking about this the other day about the impending lockout that's coming. He was mentioning, I never thought of that, that it not only affects the players and the teams, it affects the sports writers. And Hub is saying that he possibly is going to have to lay some people off and cut corners because a lot of his advertising is tied to the season. If there's no season, then they're not going to be able to basically pay their employees. Well, if there's no season, a lot of people are going to suffer. You know, the concessionaires, the vendors, all sorts of what we would think of as peripheral people in, in the NFL. Uh that's why I have to think that somebody's going to come up with a plan that neither side's going to be ecstatic about, but it will work and they'll get an agreement. It makes no sense to to cancel games. Right now, okay, it's March, big deal. When it starts affecting games, then I, I think it is a big deal. Let's go back to the hardcore. We have the great... Uh a great NBA player before. Let's go to another great NBA player, a local guy, a guy who was a Chicago Sun-Times Boys Player of the Year back in 1962. He was a college basketball player at Michigan. The court was called the court that Cassie built, and he played 12 seasons in the NBA with the Lakers, with the Knicks. A gentleman's going into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. Cassie Russell, how you doing, Cassie? I'm good. How about you? Great. David Spader here with my co-host, Sun-Times columnist Elliot Harris. And we just want to congratulate you on going to the Hall of Fame. It's a long time coming. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Did you think that was uh, going to happen at any point or anything like that, or have you not given it any thought? No, nah, I hadn't. I hadn't really thought about it. You know, when you've enjoyed uh, the game, the game has been great, especially when you think about uh, Dave Unella, where I came from, uh, being found in a PE class uh, at Carver High School by Larry Hawkins. Uh, and to end up where I am now, uh, I was just grateful for the chance to play the game. I love the game. And uh, it, it has just started to sink in, you know, when you start getting these awards, how blessed you really were to play the game. So I hadn't really thought about the the College Hall of Fame, but I'm, I'm grateful that it has happened. We had Rick Barry on earlier. Did you ever go against Rick Barry one-on-one? Um, not not one-on-one uh, playing, but one-on-one free throws because I played with him at Golden State. And how'd you do? Uh, he he said that we. He, I told him we tied. He said we didn't, but uh, they said we tied. <laughs> <laughs> now, once upon a time, you played on a pretty good New York Knicks team, and Phil Jackson was on that team, if I recall correctly. What was he like back in the day? Um, I you know Phil didn't play that championship year. Phil was hurt. Uh, but uh, he played uh, the year before, um, and uh, Gawkey, you know, long, got his arms in the passing lanes, uh, could cause disturbance uh, 
on defense, uh, I liked it uh, because uh, after basket, sometimes Red would put the press on and Phil would be on the ball, and and uh, I would be the third guy in the middle, and I'd get a lot of deflections. And uh, it'd be right around the free throw line, <laughs> and, and it would be great for me because that was like a little jumper right there, you know. But uh, real gawky, uh, long arms, uh, and, uh, you know, got into passing lanes a lot on defense. You played for one of the greatest coaches in NBA history, Holtzman. You played with one of the greatest coaches, Phil Jackson. And you played with a U.S. Senator and, what, Bill Bradley and another great guy, Dave DeBuscher. Or let's not leave out Willis Reed. I mean, that team was loaded. Yes, and I, I'm very fortunate. Uh, I think it was uh, about a year ago, we were all very fortunate to have been invited back to New York for the 40th year anniversary of the World Championship team. And it was really great to see all those guys, Willis and, and Clyde and, and Bill. Uh, and, of course, DeBusha was represented by his two sons. Uh, and Red Holzman was represented by his daughter and her husband. So it was a real great uh, reunion with uh, all the guys, Dick Barnett, uh, Frazier, Willis, all those guys, Bradley. It was really a good time back there. And I guess only in New York, you know, because it was, it had been 40 years since we'd won the championship. It doesn't seem like 40 years. I remember that team, watching that team, and it, I'm going, that's 40 years ago? Wow. Where'd yeah, the time, where'd the time go? I don't know. You, you say that 40 years and then you just keep on talking. You don't even, you don't try to dwell on it because it has been. And, and you know, that's what's so, that's what's, uh, it's such a blessing for this honor. Dave, because uh, it has been close to 45 years, close to 50 years since I was in college. And for them to, you know, still uh, think of us and to honor us, I mean, it's a real blessing. And I, I'm really grateful to God for the gift because, um, you know, being found in a PE class uh, and then taught how to play the game by Larry Hawkins, the late Larry Hawkins, uh, of which they just named the uh, high school after him. Uh, so that, that is really good. Would you have been as successful as you were without basketball? I don't. I don't really know how to answer that question. You may not have heard of me had I not been given this gift by God. You probably would have heard of Kathy Russell. Probably not. But I'm, I'm grateful. I don't know how to really answer that, but I am grateful that I, I got the gift. Because a lot of times with athletes, the sports keeps them running the straight and narrow and keeps them out of trouble. And a lot of athletes say, without sports, I'm afraid I wouldn't have been able to stay out of trouble and been successful. Well, you know, again, uh, I, I was raised, my, my dad didn't take, he didn't put up with a lot of foolishness. So I would imagine whatever, what, whatever field that I would have gone into, hopefully the discipline, and, and I know people will say, well, when you get out in the world, uh, you know, you might get into some trouble, but, but, but I would say that in sports, you do think a little bit harder about that because you gotta take care of yourself physically. And I never wanted to do anything to harm uh, my, my do anything uh, to my body that wouldn't allow me to perform at, at, a, at a top top efficient rate, you know, to perform the best way I could. But uh, that, that's kind of a tough question. It all depends on the individual. Uh, of course, uh, hindsight would probably come in now because the guy could probably say, well, um, I, I was impacted. I was told that if I didn't keep my grades up or if I didn't do this, I wouldn't be able to go out. I wouldn't be able to. So in, in that vein, it surely has helped. Now, you talked about being discovered in gym class. That doesn't happen anymore unless it's maybe second-grade gym class. Nowadays, they look at kids real, real young, and they say, okay, they project them, you know, 15 years down the road. 
Mm-hmm. Were, were we better off once upon a time when you, you were discovered in a gym class rather than, you know, some of these uh, groups finding out uh, kids real, real young and, and pampering them and all that stuff? Yeah, that could, that, that could probably work either way. I, I know when I was found uh, in the PE class by the Hawkins, that was my first year in high school. Um, so and and so I I probably had some maturity there, hadn't been pampered, so I had to work for everything I had. I had uh, a job on the weekends. Uh, I had to do chores where I got an allowance. So all of those things have paid dividends for me because I didn't mind working. So uh, to 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 be found you know, by Hawkins the PE class, you, you get a chance to uh, get a re- give yourself a reality check. You know, I got to work for what I get. Uh, I'm disciplined. I got to be in at a certain time. Uh, all of those things were in front of me, which I think uh, attributed to my uh, being aware of uh, of the gift that I had to play sports, and I didn't want to abuse it. Do you think that today's players are missing the discipline that the players had back in the day? I'll say again. Do you think that discipline is missing in today's players? Uh, well, in in some areas, yes. Uh, and also, I think, uh, you know, when we allow kids to get away with things that are wrong, uh, we're sending a bad message, uh, especially if kids are missing class. Of course, when I coached in high school, if a kid didn't come to school that day, he didn't play in the game. So they've tried to tighten it up a little bit, and it's, and it's for our benefit, uh, because when you get away to college, no one is going to compel you or force you to go to class. Uh, however, being on scholarship, uh, most of the time, uh, coaches know, uh, that their players are in class, players are, are behaving themselves, and, and, and they know that you're representing the institution, representing your family. Uh, nobody wants to bring a bad name on their family, so this is why this is so good, because you hear from, you know, all of your friends and your, your, your brothers and your sisters, uh, people that you've coached against and played against that say, congratulations, uh, you really deserve that. And, 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 and it's a very humbling feeling when you think of all of the great players that are out there. Now, when you were playing, did you ever think you would end up coaching basketball? I did not. I did not. <laughs> no. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it was a blessing to, to have played the game because it, it gave us, it gave me some insight on, uh, kind of players to look for, uh, the kind of chemistry you wanted, because my first year coaching was in the CBA, uh, had a pretty good uh, uh, group of players and won the championship that first year. Uh, so a lot of the things that I had learned uh, playing and also uh, from different coaches, you know, I was able to put into put into action myself. Why are you not coaching the NBA? You win a CBA championship your first year. The NBA keeps having these same retreads, coach different teams. Why did you not get a chance? Well, that's a good question. I, I thought I would have gotten a chance. Um, I was an assistant coach with the Hawks, uh, but there was some conversation put out that I didn't know X's and O's, and I don't know where that came from. How could I not know X's and O's when I played the game? So... But but you know I'm, I'm not I'm not upset. Uh, I'm I'm an associate pastor now, and I'm and I and I think I'm where God wants me to be. Uh, I, I enjoyed my coaching with the Hawks. I surely wish that I could have kept going because uh, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, it was almost like a, a kind of uh, it was a, 
a kind of a blessing to go up to the next level after having played, although all good players don't make good coaches. Uh, but uh, I, I think the coaching was kind of in my in my system, and I, I enjoyed it. I understood the game. Uh, I see a lot of things happening now where uh, it's a lack of fundamentals or lack of teaching, but I, I wish that I had. But I'm, I'm very grateful to, as to, Dave, where I am now as an associate pastor of a church here in Savannah, uh, and I've been uh, in the ministry since 87. Uh, this is my call, and, it, and I must fulfill that. So uh, I'm very, very grateful for where I am and, and, and what this gift has uh, allowed me to accomplish. And this is a great honor, and I should appreciate you guys giving me a chance to come on and talk about it. So you like Savannah in the winter over Chicago? Well, Savannah has good weather most of the year round. Now, we do have uh, uh, small areas, uh, uh, some points of, of coolness. Uh, it, I guess two weeks ago, it stayed around 35 or 40 degrees for maybe a week or so on and off. And but, you, sur- uh, you survived that? I can survive that, yes. After going to school in the weather in Chicago, yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Who do you root for? You play for the Knicks, you play for the Lakers. Do you go Knicks, Lakers, Bulls, or you're a Hawks fan? Well, you know what? You'd you, you be surprised now that, that uh, you've matured, you've played the game, you've coached the game, you, you know, and you and, and you sort of lean toward the teams that have played well together, having been on the Knicks team and played the real, you know, the team basketball uh, and, and so as I coached, I, I coached where guys would run patterns and, and go to the hot man or go to the guy we thought had the advantage that night. And so when I look at the NBA, I like, I like Boston because they do a good job of executing plays. I like San Antonio. They seem to know who to go to at certain times. The ball moves around. I, I'm impressed with the way Chicago is played. Chicago has a good ball club, and they get after you defensively. By the way, I, I fell asleep last night. Did they they win that Atlanta game? No. Atlanta beat us by three. Oh, okay. Derrick but, Rose uh, had a terrible shooting night. The, but the yeah, Bulls they, got off to a 14 to nothing lead. Uh, they say he had a tough night. Was that because was Heinle in Chicago with him? Yes. They were teammates for two years. Okay, so familiarity may have had something to do with that? You're, you should be coaching. You know exactly. That's what I was thinking this morning. I woke up. Heinrich knew what Rose can and can't do, and he took advantage of that. He's a smart defensive player. Oh, no question. I saw him a couple of times denying the ball, uh, and and that's just being smart. I mean, that's what I mean, Dave. When I say when you love the game, you look at it different perspectives. What what could give you the edge? And then you look at Chicago. Well, what's the difference in what Chicago is doing this year? As opposed to last year, uh, you look at the way noise playing. I think you guys got a great deal when you got Boozer. Uh, are we saying this now because you're winning? Of course, yes. You have to say that because you're winning because you've got to think uh, Dang is playing. He's playing super at the three. Uh, and, and but but the game last night really showed me that Heinrich knew uh, knew uh, Rose, and they were going to make the other players. Beat them. They were not going to let Rose beat them. So you know, you look at those situations, and and I mean, do I miss the the coaching and being involved? Most certainly, but I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Thank you very much, Casey. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame. You deserved it. You're a class act. And good luck with your preaching. Keep it going. All right. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Enjoy. Thank you. That was a great Casey Russell. I remember long, long time ago.
when I was growing up in St. Louis. We used to get the uh, Illinois State basketball on the educational channel, and I remember the Carver team and Cassie Russell. It's the first time I'd seen him play, obviously, but you go, wow, that 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 was basketball. I mean, the, him and our first guest, Rick Barry, they basically broke it down. They tell you what you need to be successful. With that, these guys aren't coaching makes no sense whatsoever. Well, you get a, a very tight knit fraternity of coaches and owners and things like that and front office people and we get a lot of recycling and it's not the the green good recycling that we want to do with uh plastics and things like that it's with people and sometimes it'd be nice to have uh, a different face out there how many times you see Stan Van Gundy how many times you're going to see Vinny Del Negro these same people over and over again well you know you can make a case for Stan Van Gundy I don't know if you can make a case for Vinny Del Negro other than the Clippers owner is Donald Sterling, which probably says a lot right there. Uh, or P.J. Carlissimo. They had him come yeah, back a couple well, of times. Well, you know, it's like with baseball managers. You know, how many times did Dave Bristol get a an opportunity to manage after a failure after failure? Stuff like that. It, they're more comfortable with the people they know, even if they haven't been successful, rather than the people they don't know. Who might be successful? Eddie Jordan's another name. Michael Jordan hires Eddie Jordan in Washington. It makes no sense here. Yeah. You know, look, look at the Bulls. They go out and hire a guy who's been around, what, 20 years? Hasn't had head coaching experience? Looks like he's doing a pretty good job. But he's a different story. He was an assistant coach, never got the opportunity. On our past show, we had Frank Layden on, and Frank Layden basically said that this guy would talk to him when he's with the Knicks and pick his brain to become a better coach, and a lot of coaches don't do that. No. And a lot of times you get former players who are just sort of on the staff because they're former players and not necessarily because of the great basketball knowledge. Like Charles Oakley we had on, who didn't have much upstairs. Again, you're listening to Sports and Torts. I'm David Spada. This is Elliot Harris. It was great having Rick Barry, Kazzy no, Russell. This, this is Elliot Harris. You're David Spada. Did I say I'm Elliot Harris again? Yeah. You're I don't get, know who I am. By the end of the hour, you always get confused. I don't know why that happens. Lack long, of oxygen, I think. As long as I remember who I am when I get home. Okay. Again, thank you for listening to Sports and Torts. Tune again next week.